0: Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile.
1: Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By, and I'm Dr. Pat. I want to thank everybody, every one of you out there for tuning us in and turning us on and thousands of you listening to just this hour uh you, you, and I, i'm just so grateful I, I i can't even tell you but i'm also a little emotional today and you're going to find out why in a second you know i have this incredible interview conversation i'm getting ready to have with an amazing man and you know you're going to hear about who he is but most importantly I was so surprised at how I would react to the book that he has written, how I would react to his personal story. And I will tell you that my heart became so open in hearing the steps, his life, the influence that his mother had on him, and what the, just the nuggets of wisdom that he got to embrace to bring him to where he is today. Now, let me tell you who I'm talking about here for a moment. I'm talking about an incredible man, Gear Ness. The book is called Letters from a Son to His Mom. And you're going to hear about how this brilliant, brilliant, young man, and relationship with his mother helped shape his life. And so let me start by introducing him in this way. Imagine starting a business in a country in which you're not a citizen and have not mastered the language. Starting a business now in an industry you know absolutely nothing about. And being in a place where you have no family, no money, no contacts to help you get started. This... This is the amazing story of Ness a boy born in Oslo, Norway, humble home, loving parents, and they taught him the, that the greatest gift anyone could offer in his, his life is to love, care, and share with those less fortunate. Now, his mom, who you're going to hear a lot about during this conversation today, taught him that you should never, never give up on your dreams, to stay focused on what your goals are, you know, to get a good education, uh, and be dedicated to hard work. All of that, put it all together, uh, add several drops of the beauty of love, and you have phenomenal success. At a young age, he developed a, an extraordinary passion for many things in life. His stories of working in a market and delivering papers and doing all sorts of things uh, to, and you'll hear why in a minute, to learn how to save, and more importantly, to learn how to live your dream and to care for other people. Now, along the way, you're going to hear what he discovered, what he realized uh, about the land that he lived in, what he realized about, about the odds of being successful uh, in an industry that is highly competitive from a country that has never even begun to bear this kind of product and be successful. And so Gere is joining us here today because not only has he and is he living his dream, but he is helping others live theirs. He contributes uh, to so many, so many others, other causes, He's learned how to pay things forward, and you're going to hear about that today. But I am so honored and thrilled to have my very special guest join us here today. You're going to hear his story. You're going to hear what success he's created. And you're going to hear how a mother has helped shape, craft, and open up the heart of a very successful man Gear, thank you so much for joining us today. It's wonderful to have you on the show. Oh,
2: thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to tell my story.
1: Well, I said to you before the break that as I was reading the book, and and you know, Linda and I, of course, are reading this book together. Um, mm-hmm. I could hardly read it. Some of the st- some of the letters out loud, and the book is letters from a son to his mother. I could hardly read some of this out loud because, you know, one of the most influential people in my life and, and my best friend's life was her dad, uh, mm-hmm. who was also born in Norway. And so, some of the things that I read, some of the some of the words your mother uh, said to you, were just just st- struck us at such a deep level. Was I correct in saying that growing up? your mom really did help craft shape and open your heart
2: oh yeah, absolutely from uh, basically i was born i just remember her since i was just a couple of years old how she influenced me on everything she was doing and not just so much of things she was saying but things she was doing you know i was watching her the way she was treating everybody and uh, how she did it it wasn't as i said so much about here yeah, do this stay there do that she was just basically doing things that I was watching and seeing um, and how she was treating everybody when she took me to the market when I was a few years old, you know, to the supermarket, and she will stop, you know, for all the people, talk to them the way that i never seen thing, and basically, these people she talked to almost, you know, hugged her and was thankful just that she was talking to them, but she talked to it with a special... Way um, that made them feel good because a lot of times you know in the winter when it's cold in Norway and people just not want to go out especially when they're older and uh, you know she just comforted them and the way she was talked to them I was remember just so proud of her uh, the way she was and everybody loved her just because the way she was and she really was my role model and I said to myself and I'm probably not. Nor usually kids doesn't really do that probably, but I said to myself, I want to be like my mom when I grew up, you know, the way she is. I didn't know really what that meant when I was that little, but I just remember um, she was always there, you know, and um, we didn't have any money when I grew up. But uh, it wasn't about that. It was about love and uh, the way she was treating other people that really, really impacted, you know, my life.
1: Well, and it's really clear to me in the book how much you care and love her. You know, today's show title is very interesting when we put this together, Gear, to have you on the show. And we are mm-hmm. going to talk about this. I mean, it was from Rags to Riches, international Norwegian fragrance designer, Gear Ness. Mm-hmm. But when I read, uh, you know, the book, your story, how things unfolded for you, what you did to make things happen, it is a from Rags to Riches story. But the other right. thing that I also discovered was that there is so much wisdom in how you went about uh, taking action in your life. There's so much wisdom that the world needs right now. Would you share for us a little bit of the story of how you were inspired to create what, what we're going to call the fragrance at the moment? And then we're going to introduce right. our listeners to that.
2: Right. Well, I, I probably could start to tell a little bit about how it came by, you know, the, the little background. Um, yes. Because I think that's really interesting for people to to, to listen to. Um, well, when I was very little, my mom would will always take me, um, you know, out in the nature in Norway. We go to the mountains, you know, to the fjords, and I remember, um, you know, she was picking flowers and. I remember the scent, you know, the scent of these flowers and the herbs, you know, they were amazing. And I could separate them. I mean, my mom will teach me what is the name of these and all that. And and I just love that smell and and the time we have together. Um, Just going, you know, in the mountains and just doing that um, made me feel free. And the scent, the freshness of the air and the whole thing was stuck with me the whole time growing up. And then I just always, when I see different flowers, you know, whatever the flower is, I always like to separate them and I make, make a smile. And I remember well, lately I, there was this bouquet of flowers and uh, Lily of the Valley and some other flowers that I smelled uh, when I come to some friends uh, for dinner. And that reminds me right back, you know, to my mom again. And so everything we did together when I grew up, there was about the smell and the freshness outdoors. It was like a, a beautiful memory uh, of my childhood. And and uh, we um, we came from a very small home. Uh, we lived in a uh, fourplex, so we had a one-bedroom apartment. And uh, I stayed there with my three. We were three brothers in uh, the bedroom, and my mom and dad they had their bedroom in our living room. That was their bedroom, and uh, our bathroom was downstairs in the basement. Um, we shared that with our neighbors downstairs. So when you uh, have like minus twenty degrees in the winter time, we had to go down two steps stairs you know like almost outside the, the house to get to your bathroom and it was so the cold there was no heat on there um, and uh, you do your things quickly <laughs> you <come up> again. <laughs> and it was dark and it was cold but say the reason i 'm saying all these things now is because it, it didn 't matter you know what i mean we we always felt that we had something and there was flowers. My mom had always beautiful flowers in an apartment, and she made, it, she made everything the best she could, and we always felt the love. Even if we couldn't afford to do what my friends could do, take time and go to vacation, you know, we, we couldn't, um, but they didn't really matter, but just because of the love she was showing us. So I thought when I grew up that we did have everything, and she also taught me that get if I want something extra, you know, then I have to um, work, you know, for it. So when I was around 11 or 12 years old, I got a job um, going with newspaper, hanging out newspaper in the morning. So before I went to school, my mom would wake me up at 3.30 in the morning, (laughs) and I will um, get dressed and then go down and uh, get all my newspaper and pass them out to all the houses and go back to bed for like half an hour and then go to school. And... Then a year after that, I started to work, uh, weekends, uh, cleaning offices and, um, and stores to make extra money. So my goal was at that early age, by the time I was 18, I wanted to buy my own condominium, uh, in Oslo. And, um, and I did because of this money and what she taught me to get dedicated and save money and, you know, doing it. And at the same time, I did sport. I did, uh, my mom, I had all these things going on and I always felt very blessed that I had my mom um with me you know all the time she was that encouraged me to do it and saving and she was just never told me she was just showing me basically more than just telling me the words and i think that made a big difference too because you can see that it's working the way she was doing it so why wouldn't it work for me instead of somebody telling you do this do that and they don't do them themselves but she basically acted the way she wanted me to do it and um So, um, yeah, so when I was 18, I bought my first condominium, and um, I was still, you know, working, going to school, and I remember a couple years later, I see these pictures in magazines and newspapers all the time about palm trees in Spain, and, you know, I always wanted to go away and see what was out there in the world, and, you know, Growing up in Norway, we don't know how we don't have palm trees and, right. <laughs> and, and and all that. So I was like, I really, really want to go to Spain, you know, and earth, But it's like, how can I go there? And I, one day I see this advertisement in the newspaper. They're looking for tour guides in Spain, um, but they have to speak fluent Spanish and they have to know the, this island uh, called Mallorca in Spain to be there because. Uh, they needed more people right away that could take over some of the jobs that was there. And I said to myself, I'm going to apply for this job. I know I, don't, I can't speak the language, but, you know, who knows? I'll just try and see what happens. So I applied, and I got an interview. So I walked uh, into this place in downtown Oslo, and I see hundreds of people are waiting in line. And it was my, my turn to go in and... Um, the person you know, interviewed me. I never forget this. She asked me all these questions about you know Spain and all that. And uh, if I've been there, I said, oh yeah, we have been there many times. And I was just like, I really wanted this, so I just whatever it took, you know, I said I can do it. So I told her you know, that, and she liked my personality. And I was like, so then she said to me, well, wait here. We're going to uh, have a Spanish teacher coming and uh, ask you a question in Spanish, just so we be sure that you you know Spanish um, the way you're telling me you can it. I said, okay. So I was waiting for the Spanish teacher to show up, and she never showed up until something happened to her car, whatever it was. So the person that interviewed me wrote down on my uh, application that I could speak fluent Spanish because I had told her. So, you know, and she took it she was sorry that the person didn't show up, and I, I was very <laughs> lucky, but so I left. And I didn't think anything more about it. But I it was just, okay. A few days later, I got a phone call um that I got the job and I had to leave the next following day to Mallorca. They needed people there right away. And I started to like, oh wow, you know <laughs> what do I do now? Oh, I wow. remember I just remember my mom said to me, gear you can do anything you want to do and, uh, uh, and she'd say those words that I, I stick with me all the time. You just got to believe in it and believe in it, really believe in it, not to say the word but really feel it, that you can do this and and you can, she said. So they drove me to the airport um, the next day and uh, this was in the evening and when I arrived in Mallorca, there was dark black, it was midnight almost and two of those tour guys that already was working there picked me up at the airport took me to my hotel and gave me my, you know, shirt and tie and all that and told me, tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock, you're going to be downstairs in the uh, information uh, booth and and uh, welcome new guests and uh, tell them where to go and not to go and all that. And they gave me a brochure and a map of the island and that was it. And all the people that I'm going to be working with are people from Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Germany, you know, so I could speak their language, but I couldn't speak Spanish. So I go down to the information (laughs) booth, and I remember this family came over, mom, dad, and two kids. And the dad was saying to me, I was so excited. We had never been here before. And we want to go to a place that you don't see all those tourists and everything and and just see something that's typical for this island. Where should we go? And I'm standing there, you know, I have no clue where I am, and I take up this map that was given to me, and I see on the map while I was talking to them, there's some greenery on the north side of the island. So seeing that, I know that this must be a place that is green, has a lot of trees, and and it's probably beautiful, you know. So I was telling them, and this is a beautiful area, and I see on the map that the roads are very swingy, go up and down. So I told them when you drive here, be careful, because the road is very swingy. And I was basically telling them what I'm seeing on this map. Uh And next to the map, it says something about this restaurant that will be in uh, that area that's famous and they have a great paella and uh, Gloria was the name of the woman who owns it. Ask for her, she owns it and she's funny. They She sometimes do a song or whatever, blah blah blah. <laughs> so I tell them when you come up this, you have to stop at this restaurant. It's my favorite. Ask for Gloria and she's amazing. She, she cooked the food herself and she maybe do a song for you, a salsa or you know, something. You know, and I went on and on about that and uh, they took notes and the whole thing and then they're going to rent the car and, um, renting a car there, you have to speak Spanish because you, you call to this office and they will come and get you. But they didn't speak in English at that time. You know, for this is over, you know, 15, 17 years ago. And at that time, very few people were very speaking well English in, uh,
0: right.
2: in Spain. So I had this phone number that was given to me to call for people to rent the car. So I called that number. Somebody answered back in Spanish. You know, I had no clue what they said. And <laughs> I saw on this thing what, what, Car was coche, you know, in Spanish. And yes. now is Aurora. So I knew those two things and the name of my hotel. So I just come up with like a um fake Spanish basically. I said, Oh, see, sí, claro, eh? In the name and they say something and then I just hang up with my one hand, but I pretend that I was still speaking Spanish a little bit, you know, and see, okay, and hang up, you know. And the uh-huh. family have couldn't speak a word of Spanish, so they didn't know what I was doing. And he said, Oh my God, I'm so impressed that you can speak, you know, Swedish, Norwegian, Spanish and, uh-huh. and I looked at him and said, Well in this in this uh business, you have to know everything, I said, you know, and laughing, and, and so the car showed up after 15 minutes, and they uh-huh. they got the car, and they took off, so I continued working, and I started to learn more and more every day, you know, about little languages, and where I was on the island, and, and the whole thing, and a few months later, I got a call from my boss, uh, and um, in Mallorca, the capital is Palma, you know, it's just a big city inside this island. So I, his office was there, and I was outside in one of the resorts. So I got a call to come in, and I thought to myself, well, no, I'm probably going to get fired. They've probably found out that I couldn't speak the language and all that. And But I had a good time, so, you know, I was just ready to get fired. So I came into the office, and the secretary opened the door, and she gave me a letter to read before I go going to see my boss. So I was sitting down on the sofa, and he was on the other side of the room, you know, doing his business. So I opened the letter, and it starts like this. There, so so-and-so. We came to Mallorca for the first time ever with my family, and we meet this Norwegian tour guide, and we have never met anybody with such a knowledge and uh, charisma and blah, 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 and he showed <laughs> us where to go. We had the best day, you know, wonderful meal and all that, and we just had to say that we want to thank him, you know, and we hope you give this letter so he can read it too, and... Uh, and blah, blah, blah. So this guy that I have met was actually a VIP customer for this company. And after reading that, my boss said, come over here. And he gave me keys. And he said to me, tomorrow you're going to get another job. You're going to take over on the south side of Mallorca. And uh, he gave me uh, keys to a car. I got a, um, <laughs> an apartment on the beach. And I'm going to take over like over 30 p- uh, tour guides and be a boss over them. And he thanked me for you know, being a, such a great employee and the whole thing. And I walked out of that office, uh, Laura, I said, wow, you know, and this was all about me believing in myself um, to be able to do all this. Uh, and that shows you, that was one of the stories, but that shows you, you know, how important it is to really believe in yourself and not listen to everybody else telling you you can't do this, you can't do that, and and maybe just being strong and believing in yourself and, Good things like that will happen.
1: I love this story. I'm so glad you shared it, dear, because, you know, this is really a time for people to really step it up and believe in themselves and and to really take their dreams, you know, to the place that they want their dreams to go. We're going to talk about your dream when we come back from a break because we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to introduce <laughs> all of you uh, to this just absolutely amazing influence on gears life from ranks to riches international norwegian fragrance designer gear nest joining us here today and we might even talk about boiled cod and white sauce or fish balls and white sauce today i'm not sure we might do that as well let's take a short break everyone we'll be right back with the dr pat show
3: If you've gone through a separation and feel disappointment, despair, loss of identity, and fear, there is a new pathway to joy for you. SoulWorks Coaching empowers you to go through this separation with soul and hope. So get ready to step into a new relationship with yourself and build a fabulous new life. Contact Monique today at 617-328-7113. That's 617-328-7113. And visit soulworkscoaching.com. and the barriers of water became freeways. Join Dr. Pat as she launches this exciting venture. To host a show, call 1-800-930-2819 or email host at com.
4: Life Shifting with Dr. J is a show about living full out and helping listeners to banish their fears, embrace their dreams, and move with greater ease through the ups and downs of our crazy world. Dr. J's Life Shifting Method is all about reinventing and renewing ourselves throughout our lives. Dr. J will have a wide array of entertaining, insightful, and highly credentialed guests who will inspire us with stories of their own life shifts. Listeners will wake up, listen deeply, and reflect about their own lives and are encouraged to call in and get live coaching. From Doctor Jay and his expert guests, who are passionate about helping people reclaim lost vitality, life shifting with Doctor J is about heartfelt dialogue, amazing life stories, personal struggles of highly successful people, their journeys, their ups and downs, and their triumphs. Listen in to Life Shifting with Doctor J on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You'll be inspired and moved to step up to your growing edge and shift your life into high gear. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for the complete show schedule schedule. Do you dream of being on the amazing race? Well, here's your chance. Grab a friend and prepare for an exhilarating race around the city when City Solve Urban Race comes to your city. Teams of two will solve clues and face fun challenges while racing around the city. The winning team gets $300 and a chance to be in the Las Vegas Championship race to compete for a grand prize of $5,000. Not only will you have a ton of fun, you'll also be helping a good cause. A portion of the proceeds will benefit a local charity. To start
0: racing, go to City com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basilli. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program, here's Dr. Pat Basilli.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I, I have to tell you, I... Um, I am so touched by this story, and I'm so touched by my guest today, Gear Ness. And you're going to hear about his mom in a minute and about what he has created. But I wanted to say that this story is is bigger than a fragrance. It really is a story about how this amazing individual did go from rags to riches, how he went about it, what he believed in himself, what his mom shared with him taught him and continues to teach him today and also what the message might be for all of us that are sitting on a dream and waiting for it to happen uh gear ness is my very special guest today gear thank you so much for for joining me and thank you for the stories because i agree with you we learned so much from these stories don't we
2: yeah absolutely i think that's um that's what I like to tell the stories for um, listeners that you have right now that, as you said. Have a dream, they want to do something, but they don 't really know how to do it, or they think maybe this is not good enough, or no, maybe this, and they question themselves when they 're doing all that and My thing is you know when you have something that you have created, just next to this to believing it and go for it and that 's the hard part for most people. We have so easy for us to sit around and talking about things, and you heard the same story year after year, and nothing happened you know, but it 's just to do it, which is the hard thing, and that 's why i 'm trying to. To get people to do when they hear stories that I um, that I have, and how I created uh, you know my my life and my lines. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully after we finish today, that they will have more you know power in them to really go and do it.
1: Oh you my know? gosh! I know that after reading your book, and here's what I want to say: this personal influence was on me. You know, I believe in in the laws of the universe and and spiritual connections at a lot of different levels. And, you know, I have my own dream. And and for whatever reason, uh, it's been stalling a little bit. But I will tell you that I have an action plan to move forward on finishing my book and so forth because what I read in your book and your story has so influenced me in such a short period of time. But you also do things in such a fun way. Now, I want to talk <laughs> yeah. about this for a minute because I was, I, I just laughed when I heard the story about creating the, first of all, creating the fragrance, uh, you know, from a country that had never created a fragrance before. And then right. how you got this fragrance into Nordstrom's. Would you, I, I would love for you to tell right. people that story.
2: Yes. That is a fun story. And uh, just before I. People from Scandinavia singing, dancing. We have cabarets, and I've done some stuff also back in Norway, um, some little stuff on television there, some comedy stuff, and. So I took all that stuff with me to Spain, and we had a fun. And I met this director uh, from Sweden states one day. He said to me, you should go to United States or to England to learn more about your craft, you know, about the acting and, and all that. And I always wanted to do it, but I never thought about doing it. I loved what I was, and one day I said, you know what, I'm just going to do it. So I wrote a few schools, and one of them were in Los Angeles, uh, an acting and producing directing school. So, I ending up just flying there i didn 't know a single person, and I arrived at um, Los Angeles airport. Um, I got to rent a car and um, I stayed the first night I stayed in, in uh, a parking lot to sleep because i didn 't have much money to really spend in a hotel you know until I find something and um, Then I finally found uh, the school I went in there, had audition, I got in, and uh, you know going to school and have a lot of bills to pay for apartments and what have you. Uh, money doesn't last long because I had saved up, you know, money, uh, for at least a few months. So I needed an extra job in the weekend. And I had, um, friends of mine in class, uh, that had all these weird jobs, I thought. And one of them, uh, said to me, um a friend said to me, gear, um, I can get you a job as a fragrance model in one of the department stores. And I said, fragrance model, what is that? He said, have you seen those people that are in the store with a perfume bottle in their hand and they spray everybody that walks in? You know, I said, yeah, I know that. (laughs) And he said, well, one of those and they pay pretty good money. You should do that. I said, but I don't know anything about fragrances. I said, I know about scents. I grew up with it, but I have no clue. I really haven't had any cologne in my life except one, I think, and that was it. And he said, well, you can do it. Just go in there and I can try to get your job. So. So I got this job from this company, um, and I was told, you know, to spray everybody that walks into the um, store. So I thought it literally meant spray everybody. So then, uh, Dr. Pat had people coming in and I ran after them spraying them and, you know, everybody and they get like so mad and the manager of the store come over to me and said, excuse me sir, but I don't think this is for you. So I got fired after like a few minutes of that job. And, <laughs> So then I I started to learn how to do it. So this other department store, this other mall, um, I got a job there, and now I started to learn more about how to approach people differently, and you know, and I always do things hundred ten percent. When people tell me do that, so I do it, and then more. So this time I was more, you know, calm and and just talk to them where they were from, and everybody that I spoke with asked me where I was from, and I said Norway, and they said to me, "Don't Norway have their own fragrance?" And then I find out that Norway. Didn't have any fragrance that was from Norway. We had Italian fragrances and you know from uh, the UK and Italy, but we never had our own fragrance. So I said to myself, "Wow, maybe I should try to do this myself." But I have no clue how to start. So one day I was doing uh, work for some of these companies, and um, they're going to have a launch with Donna Karen uh, fragrance in LA. And since I also sold a lot for them, I was invited to come to the party and doing all that. So I went to the party and I met this perfumer from France and I was talking with him and I said, I would like to create a fragrance, you know, from Norway, but w- what do I do to create a fragrance? And the first thing he said to me, you have to find ingredients that you like. And the first thing that came to my mind were Norwegian wildflowers, you know, my mom and I went with her up in the mountains, the freshness, the so cleanness of Norway and um, all that. So when I was going to go back to Norway for... Um, for um, a semester for vacation, I um, went back to Norway. I collected flowers and, and all that stuff, and I took it with me to the perfumer. And uh, he's done to help me to make oil out of, um, out of the flowers, like natural oil. And it was important for us to use, to use natural oil instead of synthetic. So if people are allergic, sensitive, they can still be able to wear it. And we right. also used uh, pure lavender extract. So it has the cleanness to it.
0: Oh
1: and after
2: I did that with the sampler, and I would walk on the street, um, Doctor Pat, I would walk on the street and ask people what they thought about the scent without telling them that I was behind it, because in that way you get the honest truth. what people really think. And after doing that for like several years, and I still worked with all the other companies, I learned so much about what people wanted, what they didn't want, and, and the whole thing. And I went to school in between and uh, did all that. And all of a sudden, people go, "Oh my God, it smells so good! What's the name of this perfume?" And I said to myself this is the perfume I'm going to go with, but I didn't have any money to produce it, you know? So a friend of mine come over and I talked to him and he said, get, I believe in you here's some money. So, um, he lent me money, said, pay me tomorrow or in 10 years. I know you're going to be successful. I had one credit card that I maxed out. Um, so, the money that I was supposed to use at school and everything, and I had, like, no money left. And I produced uh, 1,000 bottles, and that's nothing today, you know, but that was all I had. So, I copied my mom's signature without her knowing it, and I still screened her name on the bottle, and I sent it to her for Mother's Day. So, the first bottle of Lila, you know, I sent to my mom, and um, then I had the rest of the bottles sitting in an apartment in Los Angeles without knowing that anybody will buy them, and, you know, no money left, so I had to go out in the in the evening and uh, weekends to sell my clothes in garage sale to make rent because I was I had nothing left. Right. Then I met with. Then I called up the f- department stores, and of course nobody called me back because you know who are you? You know, gear in yeah. Norway. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I finally got uh, a contact with Nordstroms, and I met the the buyer because of mine. And so I got connections, you know, with her and she's, they had like two minutes to see me, right? So I walk in there and she smelled my perfume and she said to me, gear, you have a great fragrance. I absolutely love it, but you have no advertisement money and, um, nobody knows who you are. This is harder than show business. So I'm sorry we can't do anything with it. And I said to her, what about if you take it into like one store and see how much I sell? And if I don't sell anything, I will take it all back. And she goes, we don't do that at Nordstrom's, so, you know, we don't do that here, but uh, try someone else, but I'm sorry. But I never gave up and finally said, okay, I'm going to take in, I think it was around 100 bottles in one store, and then we'll find out how much you sell in like three months. And if you don't sell anything, you have to take them all back. And she was, she just felt sorry for me more than anything else. And, you know, yeah. so finally, this was going to be the day before Mother's Day. I'm going to get my, my, my perfume into Nordstrom. And, and the store was um, located close to Beverly Hills. Um, And I knew I only had one shot. So I went to a garage sale and I bought a suit for $5. And at this (laughs) garage sale, they had a red carpet laying there. And I asked to get that red carpet with it. And the guy goes, okay. So I got the red carpet and I had my suit and I have everything planned in my head. And then I called up a friend of mine in class that was a photographer. And I asked him if he can come down and uh, take picture of me and pretend that I was a big, you know, celebrity from Europe. And he said, yes. well, I would love to, Gare, but I have no film in my camera. And I said, who cares? <laughs> Nobody knows. You go down and flashing and make me look important. So you want to do that. And then I have a couple people in class that want to come by and just make a big deal that I was there and say, oh, my God, this is him from Europe. Can't believe he's here and do the whole thing. So when the store opened, I had the red carpet. I had, you know... My bottles behind me, I have some pictures of myself since I went to this acting class, so I had some, you know, headshots all the way around me, behind me, and the red carpet and me staying there, and all of a sudden people come over, and they see this flashing photographer, you know, and all that, and all of a sudden I have a huge line of people. And uh, people love the scent and buying it, and they were impressed that I came from Europe, you know, and they probably all thought that I was a big shot there, so everybody want to have this first bottle of a, this Norwegian perfume. And this woman come up to me, I never forget, and she had so much diamonds on her hands, she can barely lift it up to my shoulder, look at my face, and she goes... Darling, I love that suit that must be from Europe. You can't get that hair. And I was just smiling back to her and I didn't tell her that I bought it five blocks away in like the glass sale, but <laughs> but <laughs> in an hour, Dr. Pat I have all the bottles sold and I only had like thirty people on a waiting list that wanted this fragrance. And I remember walking out of Nordstroms and seeing this um, you know, homeless person there with his Box full of dollar bills, and he said to me, Excuse me, sir, do you have some change? And I looked at him and said, You know what? You have so much more money than I will have in a long time, so you should be (laughs) very lucky. Look at me like, you know, you stupid thing, because you come out from Austin with a suit on, and you know, and it's all (laughs) an illusion, you know, (laughs) how to pronounce it. And at that time, I had an extra job. I was a seat filler. For a talk show, do um, you remember Star Jones? That yes, own, oh, absolutely. Yeah, she had her own show at that time, a talk show, and I was a seat filler in at her show, meaning that you have a seat and you sit there and, and, and applaud and clap because you need to fill all those seats and they pay exactly. you for that. So. So, yeah, so I jumped in my car that I bought for $500 parked six blocks away so nobody could see me, you know, that I had this kind of car and <laughs> took this suit off and the suit that's full of, you know, uh, small ants in it and started to really, um, you know, <laughs> it was pretty nasty. I took it all off, put my jeans on and a T-shirt and I drive up to the, um, her show and it become like a $25, whatever she paid me a day to be a seat filler, you know, and that's how I started my business, you know. I did everything in between, and I was like a star at Nordstrom's and doing that, and then I built my up little by little. But that was my first um, time launching my fragrance
1: at Nordstrom's. Well, let's tell everybody, uh, you know, how you named your fragrance because I don't think folks, um, you know, have made the connection between, you know, the, the fragrance name and the whole line and your mom.
2: Right. I wanted a name that really meant something, so what I said, you know, I copied her signature, um, without her knowing it, and I still screened her name on the bottle, and I gave it to her for Mother's Day. So Lila, uh, which is name, is the name of my mom. and. What I really wanted with the fragrance was to basically have all my good memories and my mom wrapped up inside a bottle. So the scents that I grew up with, you know, with her name and her love and inspiration, I wanted to be this positive, you know, fragrance. So when people smell it, they feel good about themselves, you know, they feel love, they feel all those wonderful things, because um, the fragrance can really change, uh, your mood set, it can change, you know, if you're an, in a bad mood and give you energy, all those things I want to wrap into this bottle. So um, that's why I named it after my mom, Lila.
1: Oh, and I have to tell you, uh, you all out there, it is an amazing fragrance. And, you know, we want to make sure that you get to the website as well. Let's give people information on how they can find out more about the fragrance before we go to break uh, gear.
2: Okay, the first thing you can do is to go into my website, which is lila.com. It's L-A-I-L-A dot com. Um, there I have all my my special gift set. I design handbags as well. I have cream for dry skin. Um, and I'll, also my men's fragrance, which I named after myself, gear. Yes. <laughs> you know, Father's Day coming up, so a lot of people have been buying Father's Day gifts. These days, but it's a really a combination of these two fragrances. Both of them have natural oil base, so they're very clean and light. And I think the fragrance is very unique because it doesn't have that heaviness and sweetness that L'Occitane and it lasts all day, but it stays fresh and light. And under um, Fashion Week, they did a blind test to find out what men like the best on women, and it came in number one out of 43 fragrances.
1: Oh my gosh, that is, that is that is phenomenal.
2: Yeah. So it's been, you know, it's been fun for me to create something, but I think the reason has been doing so well because I created it with love and with something that meant something to me, not just come exactly. up with it. And I never, ever, this is an important thing, I never created this because of money, to think about what I'm going to make and all that. I just did it because I wanted it and it happened and I love my mom and I never, mm. money was never an uh, inspiration for me at all. It never have been. It's always want to do. And when you do that, money will come. But I think it's very wrong if people say, I want to do this because I want to make this money, and they get all caught up in all this, you know, making this money and doing it, and they forget really what they're doing. The you know, main thing is to create something that they want to do, but uh, if it's talking about how much money you're going to make, I think that's a big failure that a lot of people do. That's I think it is advice. too.
1: I think what you just said is worth its weight in gold, really, if I might say. Because when you do things to, to get the, the, the end result being money, uh, that's yeah. not what makes people, uh, prosperous in life. And, you know, you just nailed it. You've got to, you created this line and all of, and everything else around it out of love. And, boy, isn't that the key and passion. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, uh, I didn't know you actually designed um, the purses on the website. I love the gold purse on here. As a matter of oh, fact, I was you. looking at it before the show, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have got to get that. Let's take a short <laughs> break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about his book. And the book is Letters from a Son to His Mother. Now, I will tell all of you, I don't know if we're going to get to read anything from here But I was reading from it this morning, and uh, I was so touched, I just cried. There's so much love here. Dear Ness is my very special guest. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
4: Hi, I'm Paul Bland. Did you know there is only one truly perfect food protein produced by nature? It can bring dramatic results to your health, your appearance, and overall performance. Introducing Action Whey. No other protein supplement on the market has been able to achieve the incredible health benefits of Action Whey while still achieving a taste that is better than a malt shop shake. Action Whey, for the way nature intended. Visit seaandearth.com, that's S-E-A-and-earth.com for more information.
3: Lynette McKenzie is on a mission to raise the resonance of the listeners, inspire them to heal their wounds, and live their passion. Opening to Ecstasy Live with Lynette, radio for your body and soul, features renowned healers, teachers, and change agents who are leading the way in advanced thought in the areas of sex, spirit, finding your purpose, living your passion, and befriending your body. Opening to ecstasy, live with Lynette. Radio for your body and soul will enliven you, give you hope, expand your mind, and put the sparkle in your eyes. This talk radio show addresses serious issues while remaining lighthearted and fun. Lynette is masterful at combining humor and energy-raising techniques to give listeners an instant energetic boost and a heartfelt smile. If you're ready to open to ecstasy and expand your mind, tune in, tune on, and get live with Lynette. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information, go to to OpeningToExtasy.com or OpenLiveNow.com.
1: TransformationTalkRadio.com TransformationTalkRadio.com Transforming the world one listener at a time.
3: Friend could take a peek into the future. Psychic, author, and cosmic coach Dougal Fraser is that friend. He's the queer guy with a third eye. From gossip to gurus, meditation to martinis. The Dougal Fraser Show is a call-in advice show that provides insights and information on creating your best life. Every Tuesday at 10, he'll take calls and talk about love, money, sex, pop culture, and give free advice. No topic is off limits. It's the Dougal Fraser Show.
0: Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program, here's Dr. Pat Basile.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Um, this is a Rags to Riches story here, and uh, you're getting to hear just a little bit of uh, of what gear ness's journey has been like one of the things he does say is the american dream can come true and it does not stop here always more to come and there's a lot about that you know he is somebody that has demonstrated what the american dream could be like but more than that he gives back. He donates both his time and his money to a list of foundations, such as the Los Angeles AIDS Ride, Norwegian Cancer Society, Chicago's Children Medical Research Foundation, Susan G. Coleman, and many more. He walks the talk, and he lives the lessons that have been so lovingly shared with him from his mother. The book that um, I have in front of me that uh, many of you Uh, Will want to get a hold of is called Letters from a Son to His Mother. Gear Ness is my very special guest today. He is the author of this, and it was inspired by his mother, Lila. Gear, I, I was sharing with you that I started to, Linda and I started to read this book, and I was trying to read her one of the stories, and I just, I almost couldn't get it finished towards the end. And it was the first story in the book about light and love because I was so struck by it. Your mom was such an influence that you dedicated this book to her. Share with our right. listeners what are some of the things you've learned from her.
2: Well, I think the main thing was, as I mentioned a little bit in the beginning, was the way she was treating everybody, like um, just those walks when I was very little. And I don't, I don't think people realize um, how important it is. Um, especially when the kids are small, you know whatever you do then will actually form you to who you are today and the reason i 'm saying that is because I remember so well walking with her. Um, to the store and in my book I have this example of this one woman she was an older woman she looked so scary you know she had this big nose she looked like a witch you know Walking, nobody was talking to her and I remember I was so scared I was (laughs) hiding behind my mom every time we saw her my mom would go over to her and um, and talking and all of a sudden you see this woman from being this nasty little thing all of a sudden looked like an angel from after my mom had talked to her for like a few minutes the way my mom was complimenting her and, and staying and, and, and listening and talking and I see like, oh my God, I can't believe this woman, you know, that ever, she's been so evil to everybody and running after them and get away, you know, she hated kids, right? But after my mom's doing that, just something happened to this person, you know, and we go into the grocery store and you have nasty people around, but every time my mom comes in, there, it's, it's like everything changes, you know, from this nasty little um, supermarket to become like this beautiful, everybody was happy just seeing her. Her, um, her attitude to the world and everything else was just amazing. Even if she had a bad day, you can never tell because she didn't believe in staying in that, that mood. She will always change and always be loving and, and, uh, and showing the real way to do it. And that, that is the most, thing, the most thing I've learned from her. And also, of course, how she then said, believing in myself because I always want to do things that was maybe a little different. Um... For example, buying my own place when I was 18 years old, and had to do that from money that I had to save. She said, "Kid, if you want to do it, you got to save. You know, you got to start." So then I got this job, you know, um, giving newspaper out in the morning at 3:30 in the morning when I was 11, 12 years old. But all the money I saved, you know, and I used them, and all of a sudden I had my own condominium, and everything that I want to do I had. But it was because working, believing in yourself, and just working hard. and there's so many things you can do also today without having money like you can just treat people with respect to be nice to people and the niceness and the thing you give out it will come back it can come back with anything but if you do everything because of money if you're money driven uh, that if if you're just thinking about money and how much money you should make i think uh, you will be um, pretty lost very quickly yeah. Um, I have not talked to anybody that I know that are very successful that are just doing it because they're making money. They're starting something because they wanted to. They feel, you know, this is one thing I want to do with writing a book or if you're a painter or nice pictures. And the money will come. But if you think about, oh, I'm going to make this because I want to make this kind of money, you know, then you're on the wrong track right away. So and that's what I learned from her. You know, like never think about money with anything. You just think about what you want to do, you know, have a goal, have a vision, and all those things will come to you. And um, that's one of the main things I learned from my mom.
3: Very, very, very.
1: um, I mean, the book that you put together goes through stories after stories about your mom and uh, about what you learned. Um, You know, I was so struck by the story that you shared about the home that you lived in. You know, there were three. Mm -hmm. I guess you had the two brothers and your mom, and um, you know, there was this very, very small place to live. And um, right. And and it was just humble. But what you what you shared in the book was that you know it was always beautiful. It was always you know your mom would just make it absolutely loving. And uh, I mean, how important is love right now, Gear, for you in your life?
2: I think love is everything, you know. And love doesn't only mean love um, in between two people, you know. It it love it's between your friends between people that you meet and see, you know, yeah. that you can give so much uh, with love. And especially today when we're thinking about, you know, people talk about now, of course, the economy is bad. Everything is bad, bad. And I try to switch things around in my life. You know, I say, no, things are actually good. You know, we live here. We have a life. We can eat food. This is great. You know, a lot of people can't do that. So instead of, Listening to all those news about our economy are bad, it's 9% unemployment rate, the bubble, you know, and, and, and if you go into that route, yes, everything will be bad. But if you turn around and say, you know what, I'm looking at today, it's sunshine, it's this, things are good, it's gonna be better, I'm gonna make it better, I'm gonna do this, and focus on the positive things instead of the negative things. And that's so much easier to be negative than positive. If you think about when, uh, you talk to people, oh, my back hurts a little bit today. Oh, yeah. I know, it's so expensive. Oh, you know, I can't really do this today. Oh, oh, poor me. You know, like, you do all that. And I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> even if my back I hurt a little bit, I say, you know what, I still have a back. You know, I have, you just turn it into something positive and live that way. Because I have done that, you no know, my whole life. Live and think about and focus on the good or the positive thing that I have, not the thing I don't have. Because that is... You know, I don't have those, so I don't want to focus on that. I focus on what I have and things that I want to have and and have the goal drive me to get to that goal instead of all the opposite things that I don't have. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have And you can go on and on, and you see all the people. We all have people around us that's like that. And, and I also have to say, Dr. Pat, that people that is in your life that is always negative. Like every time you pick up the phone, there's something wrong with them, you know? Maybe you should take a little break from those people, you know. Yes, like,
1: I think I so. <laughs> you
2: know, because I don't think you need those people. They just, you know, like, why will they talk to somebody every time you talk to them, you know, they're jealous at you or they put you down. So it's like, you know what? People now in my life, Dr. Pat, now including you, good, positive people, that's what you want in your life because they will help you to lift you up instead of the opposite way. So stay, I it. So, you know, to so be around positive energy, people that really, you know, means something to you that you know you can talk to and you get, like, um, positive energy from instead of all this other negativity. So that's one thing I think it's important to learn from all this. Well, to
1: dear, say. I think one of the things that you've said, and so brilliantly, and I'm so glad you pointed this out um, because uh, there is so much more for you and I to talk about, and I, I hope you will come back. Uh, what you just oh. shared, you, you know, and because of the nature of the radio show that I do, um, this literally saved my life from a very, very serious illness. And I learned what you just shared and what your mom shared with you um, through this radio show. And I want to thank you for taking love and bringing it into the world in such a beautiful way, Gear. Thank you so much for for that. Thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you so much for helping me start my day. Uh, with the stories that you shared about your mom. It's been an honor to have you on the show.
2: Oh, thank you so much, Toto, and it has been an honor for me to be on your show. I just um, love sharing some of my stories, and I really, really hope that all the listeners uh, will um, think about these stories and use them for themselves You know, to go to the next level and try, try to stay positive and get rid of all the negativity around you right now.
1: I'm with
2: you. And also, Dr. Pat, I say to people, look at yourself as your best friend. What will you do to your best friend? You want to be good to your best friend, so be good to you, you know, and make it the best as you can. And stay away from all negativity and be happy and focus on your goal and go for it.
1: I love it, Gear. What a great yep. way to end the show. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Um, we've got lots more to share with you on Gear Ness, on uh, Lila, and much more. What a great story. We're going to make sure all of you have the website. Check it out. Phenomenal fragrance, and what an inspiration. Thank you, Gear. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on on the Dr. Pat Show. If you've missed any part of this, you're going to want to catch it. Go to drpatlive.com. DoctorPatLive.com. We'll see you next time, everyone.
0: Thank you for listening to The Dr. Pat Show, radio to thrive by. To contact Dr. Pat, visit TheDrPatShow.com. Tune in next Thursday for another dynamic hour of The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili.